Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. There's a time-honored story about a pastor and his wife who decided to invite their church council and their spouses over for dinner. And it was quite an undertaking for this devoted couple, but they wanted to be a good example to the leaders of their congregation. And so when it came time for dinner, everyone was seated, and the pastor's wife asked their little five-year-old girl if she would say the table prayer. The little girl said, I don't know what to say. Her mother said, well, honey, you just say what, what I say. So everyone bowed their heads, and the little girl prayed, Dear Lord, why did I have all these people over for dinner? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and I think that that may actually be what Jesus said to the crowd as he looked out on this crowd of thousands of people. And did you know that this is the only miracle story that is in all four Gospels except for the resurrection of Jesus. And so I think there must be something very important here for us to learn today since all four Gospel writers saw fit to include this in their letters. So hear this story again. It had been a long and a very busy day for Jesus. And this huge crowd followed him out to the Galilean countryside and the disciples said to Jesus, this is a deserted place and it's getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can go into the villages and buy something to eat. And Jesus said, no, they can stay. And then he said, you give them something to eat. And I, I wish that they had recorded the looks on their faces in our gospel. You, you can just imagine the incredulous look on their faces. What? We only have five loaves of bread and a couple of fish. What are you thinking, Lord? But notice what happens or where this happens. This is an interesting detail. It says, as evening approached, the disciples came to him and they said, this is a deserted place. Some translations say this is a remote place, an isolated place. This is a deserted place, a lonely place. Basically, we would say today they were out in the middle of nowhere, a deserted and a lonely place. And we've all been there, haven't we? Perhaps for you, the deserted place is one of overwhelming grief. Or maybe the lonely place is caused by depression or physical illness. Or maybe your lonely place may be caused by anxiety about the future, we see in this miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 that it is often in such places that God chooses to act. The deserted places of life is where God often meets us. It was late. And they were in a deserted place. And Jesus said, you feed them. What, Lord? We only have five loaves of bread and two fish. I think this is the response of the ages when people are overwhelmed by the situation around them or the situation that they find themselves in. We've all been there. The person who is overwhelmed by the dark clouds of grief and feels so alone says, I, I only have five loaves of bread and two fish. 
or the spouse who is desperately trying to make a go of a troubled marriage and grows weary of being the only one working on the relationship says, but I only have five loaves of bread and two fish. Or the person who is diagnosed with advanced cancer or some other serious or chronic disease and faces a rough road ahead says, but I only have five loaves of bread and, and two fish. Or the parents who are worried sick about their child who is running with the wrong crowd and is living life on the edge and they don't know where to turn and they say, but I only have five loaves of bread and two fish. Or the employee who loses his or her job just a few years before retirement says, but I only have five loaves of bread and two fish. Or the person who sits on the sidelines and stays in the background because he or she feels that their talents and abilities are nothing special and they say, I only have five loaves of bread and two fish. Or the spouse or the child who is a caregiver to someone living with dementia says, I have only five loaves of bread and two fish. It is a very familiar refrain. When we, like the disciples, find ourselves in a remote place, a lonely place, and our Lord says, you can do it. You feed them. You already have what it takes. And we respond, but Lord, I'm empty. I have nothing to give. We only have five loaves of bread and two fish. Fortunately for us and for the disciples, we have a friend who whispers, Bring them to me. Bring them to me. Bring me your skills and your weaknesses. Bring me your strengths and your fears. Bring me your hopes and your dreams and your challenges and heavy burdens. Bring them to me, and I will make you adequate for the task at hand. When life gets the best of us, perhaps it is sometimes because we focus too much on how little we have and too little on how much God can do. Jesus said softly, bring them to me. And then looking to the heavens, he broke the bread. And then he prayed and he gave it to his disciples who gave it to the crowd. And we are told they all they all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of leftovers. And we see in this miracle that in the desert places of life, God is a God of abundance, not a God of scarcity. Today's gospel, the feeding of the 5,000, is good for anybody who feels inadequate in the face of the challenges and the struggles of life. And the truth is, we often don't have what it takes. And we may feel like we only have five loaves of bread and two fish. And our resources sometimes seem quite inadequate, quite limited. But our God is a God of abundance, not a God of scarcity. A God of abundance, a God of possibility. And we have a Savior who whispers, bring them to me. The next time you face a challenge in life that seems so big and you feel so small, trust the one who knows our hurts and our needs. 
And he can take our paltry little basket of loaves and fishes and turn them into a feast. Our Savior whispers, bring them to me. And suddenly, miraculously, our little becomes more than enough because he can turn our feast into a famine. I'm reminded of an incredible story, one of the more powerful stories that I've heard told by a Presbyterian pastor who served a a small rural parish in the western highlands of Scotland. His name was Reverend Johnny Dunlop, and he said that he recalled this true, true story from his life every single time he stood behind the altar, the Lord's table, and broke the bread and shared the wine. Johnny Dunlop was in the infantry in the British Army in World War II. One day, his unit was surrounded, and they were captured by the Germans, and they ended up in a prisoner of war camp in Poland. And he recalled that it was dreadful. It was cold and damp and wet and filthy, and worst of all, there was almost no food. They were given just a thin bowl of soup and a little scrap of bread once a day. Of course, the prisoners lost weight until they were skin and bones and contracted diseases and began to die. The war was not going very well for the Allies, and there didn't seem to be any reason for hope. And as the tide began to turn and Germany's fortunes diminished, the conditions in the POW camps became even worse until some prisoners didn't want to go on living. And one easy way to end it all, Johnny said, was to throw yourself against the barbed wire fence as if you were trying to escape, and you would be shot instantly by the German guards. And Johnny said that one night he was so discouraged, depressed, that he was just sick with despair and hunger, and he slipped out of the barracks, and he walked toward that barbed wire fence, not quite sure whether he ought to simply end it all. And as he got close to the fence, he decided to sit down on the bare ground, and he was thinking about his fate. And he sensed movement in the dark, and then he realized that on the other side of the barbed wire fence was a person and it was a Polish farmer. And he had, the Polish farmer had half a potato in his hand, and he thrust the potato through the barbed wire fence. And as Johnny Dunlop took it into his hand, the man said in a, heavenly, in a heavily accented German, or English, I mean, the body of Christ. Our gospel says they all ate and were satisfied. And they picked up 12 basketfuls of leftovers. Our Lord said, bring them to me. He may just turn our famine into a feast. The body of Christ for you. Amen.